1: Hi guys, welcome back to the Spurred On podcast and it's the match preview and this week we play away at the Etihad against financially doping, sports washing, Champions League winners, treble winners, Manchester City. Now, if any Manchester City fans are on here, you'll be saying to me, oh I'm just bitter and jealous and biased and yes, to some degree I am jealous and bitter and biased but I do think it's worth mentioning the 115 charges of breaking financial fair play rules that Manchester City are facing in the Premier League alone. They already uh, broke the rules with UEFA and paid a huge fine that not many people talk about. I think it was like £60 million. And the fact that 115 charges have been levied against Manchester City, I think shows in a weird way that the, the City group have gone about it spectacularly cleverly, which is, unlike Everton, who I think were basically badly run and tried to do things uh, to some degree too quickly, but not in like some hugely uh, illegal way in terms of the Premier League FFP laws. Um, Unlike that, with their one charge, Manchester City have just broken the rules so much that they're aware that it will take so many years of wrapping it in legal red tape and uh, getting the most impressive and expensive lawyers in the world to deal with, that even by the time that they do get found guilty, let's assume they're going to get found guilty on some of those charges, based on the fact that Everton were accused of one thing and found guilty of one thing by an independent tribunal, Let's say that... Let's say... Let's give Manchester City some credit and say they get found guilty of half of those. So we're talking like 55, 57 charges. How many points will they get deducted if Everton got 10 points deducted? I mean, they'll have to get relegated at least to the championship or somewhere. So what Manchester City have done incredibly cleverly is to just break the rules so lawlessly and by so much that it's going to take so long before it even gets dealt with by any kind of independent tribunal that by then... As I already am seeing City fans come out on YouTube and getting interviewed by broadcasters, City fans are like, oh, well, if we get relegated to the National League or to the Championship or wherever, I'll still support them because I supported City back in the day when they were in in League One uh, in the 90s and the early noughties and stuff. But that's not an argument. Like, that's not to me. That is not something that is a fair point because, of course you'll be happy to go and watch them down in the in the trenches because you've won everything. Because you bought it all. You cheated to win everything. So of course you'll be like, oh, it'll be a happy day out when you go and play Mansfield away. Because you'll be like, well, yeah, but I remember the Champions League winning days. And then clubs who are trying to do it properly by growing infrastructure, spending on training grounds and stadiums in a way that will bring up the revenue in the correct manner, rather than faking sponsorship deals and being state-owned and every single sponsorship deal being run through the state. I don't know. It's worth talking about because we are going to go to Manchester City this week and more than likely, and it'll be a very exciting game because Ange is not going to sit back and the only teams quite often who beat Manchester City are teams who kind of sit back and hit them on the break, not that they lose that many games. But it's worth talking about all of these charges because it is unfair. And it's unfair on not just Tottenham Hotspur, because they're a club who've tried to do it the correct way. It's unfair on all of the other clubs who are trying to do it the right way. Basically, everyone except Chelsea, who cheated and are now being investigated themselves. And arguably, there's no evidence of it yet, but I think Newcastle are trying to follow a similar state-run model, and of course are now sponsored by the Saudi Arabian company, and, you know, etc, etc. They will try and find loopholes as well. Anyway... I think it's worth mentioning all those 115 charges. Let me know what you guys think about the Manchester City charges in the comments below. Also, if you're a Man City fan, come into it and give it give it from your point of view. But it's hard for me to look at it and say anything other than, yeah, of course you're going to come out and say, if we get relegated, I'll still support the team. Because you've had those glory nights. You've had those successes. You've won the league, you know, five times in a row, or four out of the last five times or whatever it is. So I think it's really easy to say that, but are there any City fans, I wonder, who would feel a bit grotty about it? I always feel like the atmosphere at the Etihad is always a bit... nothing. And I think that's because you know it's not been done the right way. Like, often there are so many empty seats there. You took out a level of your seating at the bottom level, so or maybe even two levels, so you can have a higher advertising section, advertising LCD boards, so that you can show the sponsorship of even more, kind of, Middle Eastern companies and companies that you're doing fake sponsorship deals with. It's, you know, it's its not a good piece of modern football. Uh, there's a lot about modern day football that I don't have a problem with, but I think this state-run ownership thing is one of them. I should also say, obviously, there are talks that Spurs have been negotiating with Qatar about being run with run by them. It's a really difficult one. Obviously, there are a lot of fans who are like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. But I personally don't want to feel that grotty Spurs came second in 2017 and uh, pushed Leicester although they came third that season back in 2015 2016 they were spectacular days like they were unbelievable we got so close and I think under big Andrew we can get close again but I, I wouldn't feel that comfortable if we did it being run by Qatar and then having Qatar Airways as our sponsor because they've paid us hundreds of millions of pounds to sponsor the shirt and probably even the stadium as well sponsorship deals that would be way inflated from what they should be it would just feel a bit grotty but there's of course a corner of the Spurs fan base I'm sure who like I said are just if you can't beat them join them it's a tough one. Anyway, this is the match preview. That's my little rant about financial doping and sports washing. City, of course, second in the table. They've won nine, drawn two, lost two. Spurs are fifth, having lost three in a row. One eight, drawn two, and lost those three games. City's home run is unbelievable. Prior to the Liverpool game, where they drew last, uh, last week at the Etihad, they'd won 24 successive games there. Spurs have 10... Injuries, probable injuries. Saar we're not sure about, but definitely at least nine. James Madison, Mickey van der Ven, Ivan Perisic, Ryan Sessegnon, Manu Solomon, Richarlison, Pat Matasar. as I said, we're not sure if he'll be back. Uh, Ashley Phillips, Christian Romero is suspended and Rodrigo Bentancourt, of course, out after that terrible challenge from Matty Cash, which has uh, really upset a lot of the Spurs fan base and really kind of wound up Aston Villa fans who think that Spurs fans are going overboard about it. Just to re-emphasize, reemphasize.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: Uh, The reason it wasn't a red card is because red cards in those kind of tackles are solely given for kind of studs-up challenges. Even though this ch- tackle was high, his studs weren't up and going into the leg, so that's why it wasn't given letter of the law, it wasn't a red card. In terms of the aggression, in terms of him getting nowhere near the ball, in terms of it happening because he was frustrated at Villa having had a goal disallowed, I think it possibly should have been a red card, but it, what it will be, I'm sure, is one of those kind of orange card examples where they're bringing in the sin bins. Uh, of course, Yves Basuma is back from for this game from his suspension, so that's good. I'm hoping that the fact that he no longer has kind of four yellow cards hanging over him means he'll be able to play a bit more freely I feel like he'd lost his freedom in the last four or five games interesting one who'll start at centre-back for Spurs will it be Dyer or Royale obviously going up against Erling Haaland directly you're going to need some strength is Royale strong enough for it is he quick enough for it be interesting to see what Ange does in midfield be interesting to see which three he goes with will it be I think it'll be potentially Bissouma uh Pierre Hoiberg uh or Giolo Celso and Deki Kulisevsky. Obviously, what he could do is play um, Pierre, Lo Celso, uh, and um, Gio, uh, sorry, he could say, he could play, sorry, Basuma, Pierre, and Lo Celso, and then move Deki Kulisevsky out wide to take Brian Hill's place. Interesting to me, though, he might well stick with Brian Hill because it might be a game that will suit him a bit more. There'll be more spaces to run into because Man City will have the ball a lot more and will be able to transition a bit more. And it'll be more of a technical game. I'm not sure. Be interesting. In terms of betting, if you're a betting man, I would go for Deki Kulisewski to score if we're being positive because he scored at the Etihad in the last two seasons in a row and I'd go for plus three and a half goals in this game. I think there'll be a lot of goals. Pep Guardiola has lost more times to Tottenham Hotspur since being at Manchester City than any other side. He's lost six times to Tottenham Hotspur. Here is the team that I am suggesting that Big Ange will go for. Vicario, Pedro Porro, Destiny Udogi at left back, who I think had a great game against Villa and uh, so glad to have him back. He's such a good player. I think he will stick with Royale and Davis. I think it was kind of unlikely that he would bring them in for the last game if he didn't kind of look ahead and think he was going to play them against Manchester City as well. Uh, Davis obviously brings the balance being a left footer on the left side of those teams two centre-halves. Then I think he'll go Bissouma, Giovanni Lo Celso, Deki and Bren Johnson, Brian Hill, and Hung Min Son. Let me know what team you think Big Ange will pick for this game. What team should he pick? What team will he pick? Let me know in the comments section below. My prediction isn't going to be overly positive this time. Obviously, we're playing the greatest team in Europe and probably the world with the biggest squad of the best players. They like to talk about, Man City likes to talk about, oh, we don't pay the top money for big players, but now they even do. They used to say, we've never played 100 million for a player. Well, now they do. They bought Grealish for 100 million. They have the best striker in the world, arguably in terms of being a kind of getting in behind number nine. He is the best at running in behind Erling Haaland. We were 2-0 up there last season and lost easily in the second half, 2-0 up at half time. Emerson Royale scored in that game, I remember. I just can't see with us opening up any way that they're not going to, by which I mean opening up Big Ange playing the football that he wants to play, that I can't see any way that they won't pick us off with the defence that we have. So I'm going to go 4-2 to Manchester City. Let me know what you think in the comments. Also, guys, if you're listening on the podcast, please do come to YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash at Barnaby Slater underscore and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for your support. Please do go and find the Spurred On podcast on one of the podcast platforms. It really helps in terms of uh, allowing me to make content every day for you so just type the spurred on podcast into wherever you watch your podcast and most importantly as we go into a very difficult game this weekend come on you spurs